the thought of not being with you. I can't breathe. I'm haunted by the kiss you should never have given, faking Star Wars Radio. That's right, it's our sexy, beautiful, romantic Valentine's edition of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. Thanks for tuning in. Here's what we have in store for you this episode. We have a great interview with one of the most beautiful women in the known galaxy, a model and Star Wars cosplayer, C-3PO. A duel of the fakes. We have a great edition of the Fake-A-Meter. We have a product review of the Star Wars comic Vader issue number 25. And some heartfelt radio romance. Don't go anywhere. This episode is like a cheap box of Valentine's Day chocolates. You know you're going to get a few good pieces and a bunch of crap. My name is Storm Duper. And joining me today is my fantastic co-host... Teeb. Hey, it's Teeb. I just wanted to say I choo choo choose you just like that train heist in solo. I loved it and I love you all. I love everybody. Oh, that's so sweet of you to say. Well, we're very excited to have you on. This is going to be a fantastic episode, Teeb. How have things been? You weren't on our last episode. Uh, I was trying to figure out my computer and my audio settings and, um, I had to call some disreputable people, but I think I finally got it figured out. Okay. Hopefully, well, hopefully they didn't make you do anything too embarrassing uh, in payment for getting your settings figured out. It's nothing I've never done in Mustafar. Uh, I sure. see. Okay. Well, you are a dirty scoundrel, so I'm not surprised to hear that you would stoop so low. Filthy. Well, Teeb, you know, um, it is uh, kind of our Valentine's Day episode, and uh, one of our favorite gifts to give uh, on Valentine's Day here on the podcast is uh, the gift of uh, in-universe canon Star Wars literature. And the uh, Darth Vader comic has made quite the uh, splash in the news lately, and you as our uh, esteemed correspondent have decided to interview or to... um, Take a look at episode 25, I guess, issue number 25, and give us uh, your full report. Is that right? I I spent my own credits. Uh, It was very expensive. Um, You know, I had to sell some stuff. I had to sell some of my Funko, but uh, it was all Star Trek crap from, like, uh, you know, my my dark past. Get rid of that garbage. What are you thinking? Yeah, Yeah, even Watto doesn't want to buy that crap. It's, It's really bad, but yeah. So I did. I read up to the sixth issue before, right. and then I stopped because it was I had the subscription, and so there was like I could get a bunch of stuff for included with that. So I had like up to to six that I had read, and I really liked it. But then it wasn't when it wasn't included anymore. I decided I would wait until it became a graphic novel, and I'd buy it like that. I see. But since you asked me so nicely last time, uh, I, I decided I would I would skip ahead. Skip to the end and uh, find out what the hell is going on with Darth Vader and so, who is Darth Vader's father. So give us the gist. What what happens and spoil us uh, irrevocably. Well, Darth Vader builds some kind of castle on Mustafar that allows him to essentially see into different uh, times. Okay. So it's like time travel. Yeah. And, and that – anybody that is familiar with the um, – the Rebels series. Yep. They actually touched on that where um uh one of the the uh the, 
can't remember his name now, Ezra. Ezra was able to go and look through time, but he was actually able to interact with those uh, entities that like he Like project himself into time sort of in a way? Right, which is kind of complete garbage, right? It sounds like this is just kind of Looper, basically. They took the notion of Looper and they've plugged it into Star Wars. Yeah, but it didn't really make any sense as far as... Uh, you can't alter the timeline. Anyway, so number 25, he builds a little castle up on Mustafar, not in Vancouver. And uh, <laughs> he's able to look maybe into his past. And here's the point with that. He is seeing what he believes to be reality, but it's never really determined, not to my uh, understanding, that this is actual reality. Like, this is actually what happened. He does look into his past, and he sees um, Shmi, Shmi, Shri, Shmi, yeah, Shmi. Shmi Skywalker. Mommy. He sees his mommy, and and she's already... She's already with child. She's okay? full of Sith baby. She has a baby. She has a baby. And we see uh, Sheev, you know, and he's, again, this is a vision for Darth Vader. And it is kind of cool how they make, uh, how they make him look like a, a full man almost uh, because he's like in this virtual reality kind of situation where he's walking around and, They've kind of all the all the pieces of him that have been chopped off that are no longer man but now machine. They have kind of grown back because this is a virtual kind of experience for him. But anyway, it's augmented force reality. Yeah, he's he's grown some appendages. Two penises, you know. Always two there are: a master and an apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard we're PG thirteen now, so I think I can get away with that. Sith are not <laughs> stupid. They always know they need a backup. So. This is true. But the Sith are really stupid, if you think about it, because their entire um, management model is, I'm going to try and defeat my boss. And so your boss is always on edge, and he never knows if this is the moment where you're going to betray him or not. If you think about it in the real world, that would suck. Yeah. (laughs) You'd be like, you show up to your work, and is today the day that uh, Teeb's going to decide to just, you know, slip my throat and decide to take power or is today the day he's actually going to go ahead and file those tps reports i don't know this is why i have to record every podcast on quaaludes because i'm too concerned and anxious ridden every time that i'm going to be replaced by one of you idiots so i mean (laughs) it's kind of like art mirroring reality in a way if you think about it like that now uh vader so interesting you know kind of revelation about she being involved in his uh paternity uh would you would you recommend the issue to people who maybe haven't jumped on the the comic book train yet uh, and would like to maybe start off with something like this i think the beginning of this uh series was excellent there was a lot of interesting characters that they developed and there was some really powerful uh moments for vader to have to navigate but again this this uh it's a bit of a letdown to me the way that they showed sheev um, manipulating the baby. So it's almost like the baby is already, she's already been knocked up by somebody, right? We okay. still don't know who that person is. We still don't know. So maybe uh, Shmi was getting busy with some people on Tatooine, thought she had, um, you know, a forced contraception going on, and then when there was an accident, she just blamed it on the force. Is that sort of what was happening? 
I don't know. That's the huh. thing. They ne- in other words, there is no closure. It, you know, it's just like all Star Wars. There's no closure. You don't really get that definitive. To me, you don't get a definitive answer as to who who is Eric Cartman's father. You know, it's his mother. <laughs> it's I the same see. kind of thing. There is no actual closure. So, I mean, I don't really care because that's always been one of these mysteries in Star Wars that hasn't, I guess, been that important. So it's interesting that Disney and Marvel have decided to put that in a canon setting. Right. So, but again, they haven't really answered any questions. So I wonder now if they are going to, at some point, actually answer that question. I'm guessing that uh, you are, uh, you know, going to be colossally disappointed for even entertaining the notion that you'll find anything satisfying about future Star Wars films. That, that's pretty much that's my entire life, actually, since 1977. So you may have to get used to colossal disappointments. So, Yeah, I'm always subverting my expectations, as you know. There you go. Anytime I talk to you. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I appreciate it. You know, uh, bounces off me and sticks to you. I'm rubber in your glue. Poo-poo on you. All right, well... Uh, <laughs> Thanks very much for your product update, team. We look forward to more in the future. Do all of the face. Do all of the face. Teeb, that beautiful euphonious sound means it's time for another duel of the fakes. You and IG69 are both batting a thousand for the 2019 season. That's a lot of pressure. I don't think you're up for it. Well, I don't think you know what the hell you're talking about. Okay. As usual. Well, this edition of um, Duel of the Fakes is all about you know uh, sexy things. It's a it's a Valentine's Day this week, and this uh, edition is basically uh, in in respect to all the beautiful people in the Star Wars galaxy. Um, and I have to say that this edition is even looking spicier than my Raylo fan art. Isn't that right, Seeb? What do you have? My Raylo fan art. You know, the pencil sketches. I have some watercolors featuring Ray and Kylo and some fairly spicy, uh, steamy, romantic scenes. You know, the stuff that's hanging on the walls of my, my work cubicle. I so just wait, added, sh- oh, by the way, I just added this amazing paper mache diorama. You've got to check it out. It's so hot. But you're telling me you, you actually ship Raylo? Like, when, when did that happen? Because I thought we had a pact about Kai Hux. What the hell? Well, look, you know about that, right? Like, you, here's the thing. I am allergic to cats, and we all know that, that Hux cannot go anywhere without Millicent, his pussy. So, I mean, whenever I would ship Kylo and Hux in my mind, I would uh, break out into hives. Duper, you know, I actually have a freaking huge Kai Hux tattoo across my back. It's massive. Well... I don't know what to tell you. I mean, Ray Lowe is also five letters. Uh, maybe the tattoo artist can fix that, too. Uh, you know, adjust it. Add a little uh, serif here and there. I think you'll be all right. Let's just do the thing already. Okay, well, great idea. In case you forgot, this is how Duel of the Fakes works. I'm going to rattle off three Star Wars news stories or factoids, and they should all be 100% fake, but they're not. Because one rat fink story is just posing as a sexy fake story, when in reality, they're completely unsexy and true. It's your job, Teeb. Smoke out the fake fake. 
You can play along at home, please, since Teeb is really terrible at this. No offense, man. Yeah, whatever, Raylo boy. Let's go. All right, here you go. Number one. At the 2018 Rakuten TV Empire Awards, Daisy Ridley wore a custom Michael Kaplan gown that featured imagery of all the female characters to ever appear in the Star Wars films. Upon accepting her Best Actress Award, Ridley gave a shout-out to all of these women with an extra special message of gratitude, of course, for the late Carrie Fisher. Okay, so that's number one. Number that's two... Tight, tight, um, tight, tight, tight. Oh, by the way, you know, that Daisy really is pretty spicy. Uh, if fake, of course. I mean, so... Okay. Number two, superstar Harrison Ford or Han Sexy Time Solo, actually holds the record for most times voted Sexiest Man Alive by People Magazine, with three uh, titles since the magazine began celebrating male beauty uh, 34 years ago. So Wait, Harrison Ford. male beauty? Not, like, just gender-fluid beauty? You know, I think the Time Magazine uh, has an honor for both sexiest man and woman. Um, they haven't moved into sort of an amorphous award yet for just person yet. So, but they do have person of the year, but they don't have they don't have sexiest person alive now. Person, I think it's man and woman, word. and and pretty soon I'm hoping that they add other things like sexiest porg, uh, sexiest um, sarlacc monster, you know, things like that. We can hope. Oh, I hope they have the caretakers because those little nunchicks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Every it. man's fantasy. Absolutely. Number three. Hi, Chihuahua. It is getting hot in here, Teeb. Is it just me? Well, here's the last three that should be fake. Uh, it may be unsexy and real. Um, Danica McKellar, who you might remember as Winnie Cooper from the Wonder oh, yeah. Years. Oh, yeah. Keep oh, going. back in the days, back in the teenage teeb days, <laughs> a lot a lot of laundry, you know, you had to do. A lot of socks, a lot of sheets needed to be cleaned when you watched The Wonder Years, I'm sure. Um, well, in fact, this child actress turned mommy, mathlete, uh, recently cosplayed as Slave Leia. Eat your heart out, Fred Savage. So there you go. Right. Which sexy fake story is actually a buzz-killing true story? Is it Daisy Ridley wearing a spicy dress featuring all the female Star Wars characters? Or is it Harrison Ford holding the record for most times voted sexiest man alive? Or Winnie Cooper getting her spice on with a Slave Leia Halloween outfit? Uh, as much as I would love... For the Slave Leia story to be true, I just can't imagine it. I actually huh. follow her on Twitter, and oh, I oh, I'm sure to you some... do. Oh yeah, you oh, probably yeah. have a lot of uh, catfish accounts that you've tried to get her attention with to no avail. I'm sure. No, I've gotten her attention. That's oh really? Right. Well, I was yeah. meaning to tell you. I mean, if you are trying to catfish a celebrity, never pick somebody who's super famous. Pick like someone who is connected to someone super famous. <laughs> it really works. <laughs> Don't give away my secrets, dude. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. If you do win this Duel of the Fix, I will pay for your Kai Hux tattoo removal, at least some of it, depending on how many uh, faking Star Wars shirts that we're able to sell this week. That laser therapy is very expensive. It's painful, too. Well, I love pain, so never mind. So, yeah, I really don't think that uh, when you... You love inflicting it on me. Will you decide already which one is the fake story, Teeb? Okay, well, Winnie is not it. 
and Daisy Ridley wearing a gown with you said just the female characters from the all Star Wars? the famous Star Wars characters who are female. That's right. Please, I'm begging you. Can you eliminate one of the answers for me? Okay. Well, I'm going to do you a big favor, and I'm going to eliminate number two, which is the I Chihuahua Han Solo Harrison Ford getting the record times voted sexiest man alive. Well, damn. <laughs> that was the one I was going to pick. That was the one you are going to pick. Well, now you yes, have a real sir. quandary, don't you? <laughs> well, damn. Maybe I've made your life easier this time. You might have, actually. Uh, don't let Link know, though. So, I guess it would have to be Daisy Ridley wore a dress. Okay, Daisy Ridley wearing a dress with all the Star Wars characters. Unfortunately, you have failed, Commander. Yes, uh, that is the wrong answer. Uh, The correct answer actually is that uh, Danica McKellar wore this sexy, empowering Slave Leia costume for Halloween. Sometimes your dreams are true. I, I was I, I was afraid to dream that it was true. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Was this recently? Um, let's see. Uh, so this article comes to us from fatherly.com, and it's from October of 2018. And uh, she did it this past year. So uh, she says that the costume is not degrading, but actually empowering instead. Well, we need to interview her because she, she just went up a lot. She Her stock rose in your mind? Her stock, yeah. Maybe that's not the only thing that rose for you when you heard that, huh? She's actually a genius. She is a, a, a math genius. It's it's intimidating. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, is. she's brilliant. She's, she's incredibly smart. <laughs> that, was how I, that was how I found her on Twitter. I tried to do one of her contests, and I was terrible. And exactly. she said, it's okay. You know, like she was like really condescending, but like in a nice way. <laughs> Like, well, we yes, Tiba, she is the kind of girl who likes to think outside of the confines of a regular quadrilateral, and in this case, she's doing the same so, same when it comes to uh, kind of sexualized erotic costume wear. So, interesting perspective on the world, I'd say. Absolutely. That, that just blows my mind. Yep. I love it when that happens. It's so rare. Something unusual, right, that doesn't go with the flow, as it were? Well, I'm yes. sorry, though. You haven't gone with the flow for the last uh, couple of victories for you and IG69. This is your first defeat of the year. You're now uh, collectively at 2-1. and one. Lose another, and I'll cut off your toes. Well, now i got to keep that stupid tattoo, I guess. Don't worry. There's a way of making it look sexy. Oh, okay. Women, women love men who aren't afraid to admit their mistakes. Well, uh, then I, I should be knocking them down with a stick. Duel of the face. Duel of the face. The stress of living and working on a gigantic space station can be enough to get to even the most seasoned Imperial officers. Want to be free of this pain? Then treat yourself to a remedy from that ancient religion. The Sith Massage Spa. That's right. Located on every other level of the Death Star, between the garbage compactors and sublock 2187, is a Sith Spa, just for your relaxation needs. Our fully certified masseuses have already made millions of voices cry out in pleasure. First-timer, execute the Order 66 discount when you start a Sith Spa punch card, this week only. 
Enjoy aromatherapy infused with the smoldering sulfur essence of the volcanoes of Mustafar. Hop into a back-to-tank for the ultimate in sensory deprivation. Or treat yourself to a facial made from organic cruelty-free colo clawfish eggs and fermented bantam milk. Ask for our special Sithy Revenge Ending Massage. Only for loyal customers. Remember, the ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of serenity. Uh, Satib, there's a leak about Star Wars Episode Nine. Are you feeling hungry for leaks? I love leaks. I prefer scallions, but I will eat leeks as well. I They're delicious yum, yum, yum. with potatoes. Um, so this is a little bit of a weird one, but I want you to suspend uh, judgment because um, it's so interesting that it would be a shame if we dismissed it just out of hand. Um, okay. There was uh, a big disruption uh, last Friday night in a very heated bingo game when um, a person named Shill actually had to, uh, you know, call over her son. And basically what happened was instead of uh, this group of uh, retirees and this grandmother um, of 12, instead of them getting bingo cards, they actually received cards with leaked photographs from Star Wars Episode Nine. God, that must have been, like, really traumatizing for these old ladies. Probably. And it's also uh, kind of a recognition of just how low Disney has gone in terms of their marketing department's ability to create new marketing um, programs that are creative and interesting. Because this isn't really the target market. I mean, Shill has never even seen the original trilogy. That's That's... I can't even talk to somebody like that. Like I, I can't even have a conversation with somebody who hasn't seen the original trilogy. I can't. Like, how do they even exist? Yeah. Well, if you go on fakingstarwars.net, you can read the whole article. But um, basically, uh, what it was was the first one to spot aliens or young people who looked like what was on the card got the yell and place a marker. Um, and she, she said that uh, Lando particularly was exciting her. Um, but it just was a an interesting uh, way of Disney releasing these photos, um, and it made well, for was it. it in, was it in the Orbesh alphabet though? Well, the they didn't actually release the names of the characters on the cards. They were just images. But somebody was able to kind of put it together, and this made for a very uh, fun night of comfy nostalgia for the Shady Pines retirement home. Shady Pines. Yeah. So I'm some of the images that. that we found, like we got some new alien costume art and concepts. Uh, there's also a droid that's supposedly going to be annoying BB-8. Uh, it kind of looks like a megaphone on a unicycle. That sounds uh, like one of my ex-bosses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a few other images that are similar to some of the other art that we would expect uh, with common characters um, and a few aliens. One particularly looks like kind of an eggplant with whiskers coming out of his head. Okay. And, I can already um, picture the emoji for that. Yeah, possibly a Knight of Wren, uh, or it may just be a callback to some of the other characters that we haven't seen yet um, in the sequel trilogy that we would expect. So, uh, in an interesting leak, uh, have you have you seen the images from this article? I've only heard about them online. People had to describe them with words, and it okay. was very kind of difficult to understand what they were talking about because they weren't they weren't using big words. They were using really small words and I like big words. Right. Right. Well, as you would, you like everything big from what I've heard. 
This is true. All right. Well, let's plug it into the fake-a-meter and see what we get. All right. Okay. Well, good. The fake-a-meter is working properly this week. It was broken the other day. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. And the message here is... Bingo, bango, may the bingo be with you. Hmm. What does that mean? Does that mean that it, it's true? It sounds a little cryptic, but uh, I'm detecting some enthusiasm from the fake meter today. Enthusiasms. Enthusiasms. So it sounds like uh, Disney is uh, taking a page out of um, maybe the uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force marketing uh, department and doing uh, something completely different, trying to get a little social media buzz. Well, Master Shake is my friend, so... It is fitting that Disney would choose a retirement home to uh, actually debut their marketing for Episode Nine. Old people will go see anything if it's free. There That's are so true. many times where I have seen old people at free screenings, and I have said to them when they walk out, why did you go to this movie? The Counselor being one where Charlize Theron has passionate intercourse with a car. I didn't like that at all. <laughs> and I said, why did you see this movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <laughs> just because it's free. This is a life lesson, everybody. Just because something is free doesn't mean you need to do it. That's true. I mean, Padme Amidala was free and Anakin did not definitely have to do that. So, Well, look how everything worked out for him. Yep, we have a real problem on our hands now in the galaxy, so... Um, great. Well, uh, join us next time for another great edition of the fake meter Teeb. Try to stop me. So, Teeb, it's uh, time for another Twitter poll. These have become one of your favorite uh, bits here on the podcast. They have, but I just recently found out through my attorney that there is not actually a sound uh, associated with this this segment, and it really bothers me. Yes, well, actually, we had a sound, but it was purchased by uh, Disney's uh, music marketing department, and so for every time we play the sound, they get $80,000, so we've uh, omitted it because we don't want to pad their pockets anymore. Yeah, and then they do stupid stuff like make Will Smith the genie, and they do such a terrible job that yeah. it makes children cry. <laughs> Well, you may not know this, but Willie Bobo, uh, who is at Faking Star Wars on Twitter, is a bit of a photophile, and he has collected a, um, a collage of photos of the casts of the three Star Wars trilogies. And he uh, asked us which Star Wars cast was the best looking just objectively uh, not thinking about maybe their characters or what they do in the movies and the choices are from the original uh, trilogy uh, Carrie Fisher Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford of course from the prequel trilogy uh, Natalie Portman Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor and then finally from the sequel trilogy Daisy Ridley John Boyega uh, two Brits, by the way, which is uh, the only cast that has two Brits, I think, and Oscar Isaacs. So which cast do you think people voted for as their most attractive? I'm going to have to say original trilogy because you have Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and pre-accident Mark Hamill. 
It's very interesting, you know. Uh, I would have guessed the original trilogy as well, but with uh, 47% of the vote, which is a majority in this case, um, people voted for the prequel trilogy. Well, so, clearly our fans are a bunch of idiots. You know, I think Ewan McGregor has a lot of sway with the ladies because not only is he attractive, but he has a bit more of like that sex appeal. I mean, Mark Hamill is attractive, but not sexy. He's sort of the Tom Hanks of Star Wars, I think. But you have Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. I rest my case. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to rest your case on a different poll because this poll does not support that. Well, it's a stupid poll then. Yeah. Well, if you uh, have any interesting ideas for future polls that we can do here on the podcast, just get at us at Faking Star Wars on Twitter or Duper Storm, and we'll be happy to post that and talk about it on the next episode. Galactic Faking News. And we're back. Uh, we're here today with my esteemed interview guest, uh, Cheryl, who is a model extraordinaire, cosplayer, um, just an overwhelming, charming personality uh, who's reached out to the Faking Star Wars site in the last few months. We've had a lot of correspondence with you on Twitter. We are just thrilled to have you here today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. How did you uh, get hooked up with Faking Star Wars? Um, you know, it's been a few months. I know that you've been talking to some of the people on the site. How did you end up here today? So um, Willie Bobo actually started following me and talking to me a little bit. And then I kind of got introduced to the, the rest of you guys and started listening in. And yeah. And the rest is history. Yep. <laughs> so do you know do you know why he sort of sought you out on Twitter? Any ideas? He didn't send you a picture uh, of his lightsaber, did you? Did he? He's been known to do no, that. No, he did. That's good. No, uh, flirty <laughs> Kenobi. Um, he, I think, just saw my Padme cosplay. Okay. And then probably looked through and saw that I had a few more Star Wars things on there. And, you know, my main name Excellent. is related to Star Wars. <laughs> well, um, I guess what basically what our fans want to know generally is how you got to where you are in terms of what you're doing uh, with Star Wars, uh, cosplay, modeling, your Twitter and Instagram. You know, how, how did you end up getting where you are today? Um, so it kind of just started out with uh, collecting nerdy t-shirts um, and then the site uh, Black Milk Clothing. I saw that they had a Star Wars line and they had these like really cute uh, Star Wars dresses and swimsuits. So bought a couple of those, posted some pictures on Twitter, and then some of my followers suggested doing cosplay, and I thought it sounded really fun. So that was kind of how I got the ball rolling. Um, now, were those friends, my... were they Star Wars fans, or were they cosplayers themselves, or just kind of... Um, They were... I, I have a lot of uh, Star Wars kind of fans that I follow and follow me. Um, but one of them was a cosplayer too. So when you were younger, uh, I mean, I, I don't know which generation of Star Wars I'm going to put you at. I'm an original trilogy person. I, w I saw the originals in the theater. I'm guessing that you probably weren't born then. I was not. <laughs> yeah. So you're kind of maybe in the middle in between like prequel and, and original trilogy in terms of like which ones you saw first or? Yeah. Well, so both of my parents were Star Wars fans. So I grew up they showed me the original trilogy when I was pretty young. Um, mm. And I saw all the prequels in the movie theaters with my dad. Wow. So wow. it was a lot of fun. So were you, were you interested in costumes back then? I mean, did you dress up like, uh, you know, Padme or other characters for Halloween or things like that? 
when you were a kid? You know, I never did as a kid. I was kind of weird. Um, like in uh, second grade, I dressed up as a Grim Reaper. <laughs> oh, wow. I think just to rebel a little bit. But no, I never dressed up as anything Star Wars as a kid. Okay. We did have some of those uh, retractable lightsabers, though, that my sisters and I would just attack each other with. <laughs> you know, what was one of the the craziest or funniest or you know most interesting things that happened to you? I guess in the last, how long have you been doing cosplay? You said about a couple years. Um, now, or? A few years. years. I think since. Yeah, probably probably about five years. Okay, so what what was one of the most interesting things or craziest experiences you've had so far? Do you even want to say? Um, so one of the craziest experience I had, um, it was at New York Comic Con. I was dressed up as Han Solo and my friend was dressed up as like a sexy Chewbacca and, uh, neither of us are very assertive people. And it was one of the (laughs) first few cons we went to this, um, really thin guy came up and asked if he could pick me up for a picture. And I was just like, Oh, um, Okay. So he he barely picks me up, um, and then he asks my friend to do the same thing, and she pro- she doesn't weigh very much more than me. She's a little taller, mm-hmm. um, and he dropped her. Ooh, hopefully not on the head. <laughs> no, not on the head. But it it was pretty funny. <laughs> you see, I I don't have that experience. I mean, you're doing like you're doing kind of transvestite trans species cosplay. I mean, it's two women, one dressing as a Wookiee, one dressing as a male human. You know, when yeah. I do that, when I go out and dress like the Queen Amidala with my midriff, I don't have that reaction from women. I don't understand. <laughs> they don't try to come over and and hit on me. I don't understand it. Oh so. man. I would definitely ask you for a picture of me picking you up. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to do that at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago this year and see how it goes. It can oh. be a, a, a faking Star Wars exclusive. Storm Duper bears his midriff. So. That'd be amazing. <laughs> would you say you're doing more cosplay than modeling or kind of half and half? Um, I know you do merchandising with a few websites, right? Yeah. Um, I'd say it's kind of half and half. It really just depends on how lazy I'm being. <laughs> I see. Which one is more difficult or which one comes to you more easily, I guess? I think cosplay is more difficult because some of the costumes can be really intricate and you end up putting a lot more work into them than you expect. It's sort of like uh, going down the Sarlacc pit. I mean, it, it, at first it looks like it's just a little hole, but you just keep de- digging deeper and it's this uh, immense expanse, oh, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> Do you follow like any kind of special Star Wars health regimen or diet to keep yourself in, in shape for your, your jobs or your gigs that you've got? Um, I'm going to be really honest. I... I do not eat very well. <laughs> um, like I, I do eat a lot of vegetables, but I also eat a lot of junk food. I do work out a lot, but I just I don't have the self control to not eat. So, <laughs> so uh, StarWars.com just started releasing. I think it's called the Fuel for Change or the the Fuel for Force or something. It's a it's sort of an app or an initiative to help get Star Wars fans out there being active. Um, I think because they don't want all the 40-year-old neckbeard pizza eaters like myself to die of coronary heart attacks by the time <laughs> they're 50, it expands their market share, right? Um, have you heard of that initiative, or do you do you have any suggestions for fans who maybe uh, have suffered from a bit of the Star Wars couch potato syndrome and, and want to get out there being a little bit more active in the new year? Um, I haven't heard of it. I definitely want to check it out now. Um, I think the biggest thing is to just take it slow you know if if you just work out for 15 minutes a day at first it's just you know get your foot in the door you don't have to commit to something crazy right off the bat 
I mean, you don't have to go from being a scavenger on Jakku one day to fighting the darkest Lord of the Sith in the galaxy that afternoon, right? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that that sounds like a terrible idea for a film also, don't you think? Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> Bit of a stretch. If you could be like a, a character, I mean, I know you are uh, sort of, you know, your C-3PO on Twitter, 3CPWO, is that right? Yeah. W-H-O-A. Um, yeah. Is that your favorite character? In the galaxy? Um, no, I do love the droids. I love C-3PO and R2-D2 bickering, and they offer a lot of comic relief. Man, I think my favorite character is probably Han Solo. Did you like the Solo film? A lot of people had different reactions to it. I I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I really loved the Han Solo movie. I think that it didn't do as well in the theaters because it had some backlash from The Last Jedi, and people were a little more skeptical for seeing it, but I, I thought it was a great movie. I, I think I, I liked it maybe more than I would have if I had kind of gone in full on, like informed, like I usually do with new movies in terms of reading leaks and everything. But I sort of lost interest and I decided, hey, I'm going to do this one completely fresh. And so I really didn't know what to expect. And I, I thought it was a great fun movie, you know? Yeah, I yeah. completely agree. And I did the same thing. And I, I thought I would have trouble with um, Han Solo not being Harrison Ford, but um, mm-hmm. I didn't at all. Yeah, I think I think Alden did a great job. Um, there were a lot of interesting creatures and costumes in that movie. Uh, I, I was uh, talking to a cosplayer a few weeks back who's more of a cosplayer than a Star Wars fan, um, and she didn't really know too much about the Solo film. And uh, you know, yourself, you, you're more of a fan. If you could choose one costume, new character from the Solo film to to do as cosplay, who do you think you would? Uh, Go for it. I know it's a tough question on the spot, but no, no, not at all. Um, I loved Kira in that black dress when um Han sees her for the first time after a few years. I just love that outfit, and I also loved all Lando's capes. I thought the uh, the scene where you know, Star Wars always has sort of this trope of having like the little um, side band performance, you know, when there's like a party. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, going back to 1977 with the the jizz band sorry you could not name it that today uh that would not fly in the face of triple um, x websites people now know what that means but, uh, that is the name george lucas chose you know yep. for the band um but uh you know you've got that you had the band in force awakens that sang the song that uh lin-manuel lin-manuel miranda co-wrote with jj abrams uh and then we had this awesome lounge singer who to me it seemed like it was a bit of like a leonard cohen serge gainsbourg kind of french lounge singer dressed all in gold with that little kind of creature in the tank. What did you think about those costumes? Oh, I thought they were really, really intricate. Um, that was a lot of fun. It kind of re- uh, reminded me of, um, gosh, what is that? What's that Bruce Willis movie? I'm drawing a blank. Oh, um, um, yeah. Uh, the Fifth Element, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that opera scene a little bit. Oh, but, sure. Um, I hadn't thought of that. But like, there was that the, the singer, uh, whatever she's called, the blue woman who kind of had the, the stones hidden inside her. Right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good pull. Thanks. Just a really cool alien feel. I liked it a lot. Well, I mean, of course, we're all excited for uh, episode nine. Um, there hasn't been too many uh, leaks with photos of, of new costumes that I've seen. Are you excited to see, I guess, which character arc or which for, for the new movie are you most uh, interested in seeing? I'm, I'm really interested to see where the Kylo storyline goes. Cause he kind of had a, an opportunity to steer away from the dark side and he chose not to go that route. Right. Twice, um, right? He had, he had an opportunity yeah. in both films. 
Yeah, yeah. so I kind of want to see how that ends. And are, are you and a, are it, you a Raylo supporter? Um, I'm not really on either side, honestly. Like, it, it definitely won't bother me. They're two attractive people. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I don't know. They had their moments in The Last Jedi where it kind of felt like there was a bit of a romantic connection. But... And, and Daddy, you know, Uncle Uncle Luke had to come in and spoil it all, right? You know. I oh mean, yeah. <laughs> see, I, I just I don't want to believe that they're just trolling fans with that sort of sexual tension and and you know and just being mean to people who really want to see it happen. But I also think that they don't want to do the predictable thing either. So I'm not really sure where it's going. Yeah, I don't know either. Hmm. But yeah, that would be kind of mean. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> Raylo shippers out there, a lot of fanfics. <laughs> there are, aren't there? I've tried to stay clear of some of them, you know. i got to keep the mind clean for the podcast, so. We oh, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> you never know what you're getting into when you open up a, a fanfiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never, uh, never Google certain things, right, from uh, Star Wars unless you want a real surprise being a cosplayer and being a part of fandom a lot of people have been talking about um you know gender and and star wars has been a really uh, big important issue i think from star wars inception right i mean princess leia is one of the strongest female characters that i can remember seeing on film but it's definitely true that star wars has always sort of been a bit of a boys club i think that's changing probably for the good um, but there's also this stream of kind of toxic fandom who has reacted negatively towards uh, having a leading role, you know, for Ray and things like that. Have you found yourself in the middle of any kind of arguments on Twitter with these uh, toxic fan trolls who, who want who want everything to be, uh, you know, make America great again and, and women should be in the kitchen uh, cooking pancakes? No, I, I typically try to avoid those kinds of conversations. Um I have been in a few arguments about the character Rose. Um, not so much at Ray, but um, there's definitely like a, a lot of people seem to think if you don't like the character that that means that uh, you don't like women or right. It's <laughs> impossible to dislike somebody sometimes... unless you hate their whole gender and race, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think Star Wars fans can sometimes uh, jump the gun a little bit in arguments, so. For the most part, I try to stay steer clear. <laughs> so, so what re, with regards to Rose? What, what? Oh, if I might ask, what was the argument about? Um. So I just I didn't like the whole. I, I didn't mind her so much as a character, but I didn't like the whole um, end thing where she stopped Finn from killing himself and like confessed her love to him. Yeah. After really, the whole movie was only what like twelve hours. Of a time frame of of world time in world time, yeah, yeah, amazing so, how I you guess, can fall in love that quickly, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you never know, but I mean, it has happened to me. I mean, I don't take my helmet off at uh, conventions and stuff, but I've had many, many uh, people come up to me after just seeing me from afar, uh, you know, with a box of chocolates and saying, "Would you be my Valentine?" Um, <laughs> so I, I could understand, I could relate, you know. But all right, all you right. know, but I do, I do see what you're saying. For, that's not everybody's experience. Let's be honest. Yeah. So. Uh, I thought it was cool that they tried to do something different with her character. We've never really seen a character quite like her in terms of mm -hmm. her being like just a, a nobody in the Rebel Alliance um, and kind of ascend to, uh, you know, some importance. But, yeah, I kind of agree with you that the, the romance I could have probably done without. It didn't really feel like it added much to the character. Yeah, I just thought it felt too rushed. And I actually would like um, if they ever 
made more movies or anything. I'd like to know more about Rose's sister. She seemed really badass in the beginning. I loved the uh, beginning scene with her. It was too bad that we didn't get to know more about her. Um, yeah. Was her name Paige? Is that right? I think I mean, so. Yeah. We this is to going to sound it. very sexist, and I'm sorry to say this, but I don't know why they didn't have that actress play Rose. Because I she is agree. a really amazing actress. I don't know if you've seen any other stuff she's done. She is incredible. Um, and she really would have added a little bit more energy, I think, to the part. than um, not, that, not that the woman that played Rose is bad, but mm-hmm. the other actress, I think, is just sensational. I was shocked that they yeah. didn't switch it up. <laughs> I agree, too. I was really upset when she died right in the beginning. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, thinking about the the new sequels, um, you know, there's TV shows going on, there's cartoons, there's all kinds of different Star Wars properties. Uh, which one do you sort of find yourself coming back to? I guess is your home space in Star Wars world when you're looking for inspiration for cosplay. Um, that is a good question. I guess I don't really. There's a few. Um, I'd really like to do either a Sabine cosplay or a Boba Fett. Um, but I, I do struggle with uh, working with the EVA foam and making the armor. So that would be a challenge for me. We have some context. I, I, uh, I have an interview with a, with a guy in Crawfordsville, Indiana, who's done all kinds of costume stuff, and he's got all kinds of machining and stuff, and he could probably point you in the right direction. Um, you know, oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're all about keeping people's dreams alive here on the podcast and, and putting yeah. people in contact with each other. So That would um, be awesome. But, What's the uh, what's the craziest costume you've seen? Maybe not your own, but like an, an, another costume that you got to uh, be a part of or see firsthand. Um, I saw. Uh, it's not Star Wars related. Is that okay? Sure. There was at New York Comic Con. Um, somebody did a Hodor from Game of Thrones cosplay, but they like had a giant door behind them. Wow, that's good pretty awesome my dream has always been to do uh, empire strikes back back to tank luke uh, but i can't ah. figure out a way to be able to walk while i have oxygen regulators hidden you know on my costume and i think it'd be quite heavy you know i mean 100 gallons of water so <laughs> if you have any suggestions for how i might pull that off oh, i'm all ears not to think of this one <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite cosplay you've done and actually your least favorite uh, star wars cosplay you've done so my favorite Star Wars cosplay I've done, everybody thought it was so weird when I came up with this idea. It's actually a mashup. I wanted to, it was right when Suicide Squad came out. Oh, I yeah, I wanted sure. to mash up Harley Quinn and Darth Vader. Wow. <laughs> and everybody thought I was weird, but I went with it anyway. Um, <laughs> I ended up buying um, a Darth Vader swimsuit because, um, you know, Harley Quinn kind of has the like swimsuit type bottoms the short shorts kind of thing or whatever yeah yeah i had a black baseball bat and i painted on it i find your lack of faith disturbing and then harley quinn wears a jacket that says property of the joker and i had a black version and it said property of the dark side and then i had my my red ultra saber and it ended up looking really cool and i still had the harley quinn wig oh and she has a little collar that says pudding on it i put vader on it oh very Um, cool very cool. It was a lot of fun. It got a lot of attention because it was different. Where did you wear that one? Um, I wore it to Phoenix Comic Con and LA Comic Con that year. I don't, I don't remember what year that was, okay. but in the last couple, I guess, because uh, Suicide Squad I think came out in 2016, didn't it? I don't remember. 
something like that. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was probably that year then. Oh, cool. Um, Great. I loved Harley Quinn. I thought she, she was a really interesting character, actually, in that movie. I, I didn't care for the movie too much, but that character was the, definitely the best one. She stole the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she for sure did. She was so much fun. Yeah. And then my my least favorite cosplay, um, Star Wars cosplay was I did a Sith Twi'lek kind of just a general one. Okay. And Red? the body Red. paint. Oh yeah, oh. the body paint was so difficult. I'd never done it before. Wow. And I'm a procrastinator, so I didn't even try it till the day of the con. <laughs> <laughs> Took me like 3 or 4 hours to paint myself oh, and gosh. then um like it started coming off on my legs as i was walking throughout the day like my my thighs oh right it's just it's hitting stuff or whatever uh yeah like when you go so through the door. i don't um, i don't know about about the whole body paint thing unless you buy one of those uh those airbrush kits that was difficult now i would have a special request for you that if you ever uh have the opportunity to go to uh to a conference that some member from faking star wars would be at that that you would give us just you know to a two by two inch grid or somewhere on your costume with our literal goober icon you know we could draw it in with like a oh, marker. Yeah. just a little secret you know it could be somewhere that only like at the bottom of your foot or somewhere somewhere that uh, i would just you could put it on our website later as like a little nod to us you know that would be yeah, that would be very cool so Goober, Goober is uh, taking over the world. You know, we uh, we have seen him in uh, places you wouldn't expect. I mean, uh, yeah, at the Louvre, you know, on, on the Mona Lisa, somebody drew him right onto the corner of the frame. You know, so he's, <laughs> he is out there. But uh, nice. anyway, <laughs> good. Um, you know, you've been in the Star Wars realm. You're you're well liked on Twitter. You have a great following. Um, you're you seem to have a you know, good attitude about uh, what, what all this means. You don't take yourself too seriously. You know, where, where do you see yourself going in the next few years with this? Are you, uh, are you going to continue to go to conventions and things like that or? Yeah, I'm definitely going to continue to go to conventions and work on new costumes. Um, this is kind of more of a hobby for me than a full-time job. Like some cosplayers, it would be cool if I got to that point eventually, but We'll see. <laughs> with time, with time, my young Padawan. Yeah. So once you're on this uh, podcast, I mean, it's gonna you're gonna have calls uh, just ringing off the hook. You know, I mean, all two <laughs> listeners are they're not gonna stop bothering you. Trust me. So. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your T-shirt. I I uh, want to ask you about that because it's I I think I've seen that design before, but I'm not sure. Yes. So. Well, you guys gave me this <laughs> lovely flirty Kenobi T-shirt. Mm-hmm. See, I got the back faking Star Wars too. That's right. See it? Yeah, I've I've never actually seen anyone wearing that design. I almost bought one for my wife, but I don't think she'd wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You've been on the site to see like what T-shirts we have. Are there any others that you you thought were cool? I looked through them all. Um, I loved a lot of them. They're very funny. Um, <laughs> this one definitely stood out to me. I get a lot of looks when I wear it. <laughs> <laughs> Not when you don't. When you don't, there's nobody. Nobody's looking right. It's just like oh no. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's just the t-shirt. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a picture wearing this t-shirt, doing the same pose with my ultra saber. Do that. We fun. will put that on the website. If you do that, yeah. I promise that will be on our website. So that would be great. Yeah, it probably will be the uh, the most popular article we've ever done. If you do that, so. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Star Wars fans at cons, at least the weirdest thing I've had. A, a lot of guys seem to want to ask me trivia questions, and <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty big universe for right. knowing. 
They're like, uh, what's the Wookiee home planet? I'm like, Kashyyyk. I don't oh. know if I said that right. Bye. <laughs> like, speed walk away. <laughs> we actually wanted to do a trivia event uh, as part of the podcast, but we just haven't figured out a format yet where it doesn't come off as, as being self-aggrandizing because I am the uh, I am the 300th best trivia Star Wars player in the world, and I, I just didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, do you have any <laughs> suggestions for how we could do a trivia event like that that's cool and fun and not stupid? Um, the best trivia I've seen have usually been in like bars. Um, I don't, I'll have to think about it. A good way to do it online. Cause yeah, that would be Elon. fun when, when you're expecting the trivia. <laughs> would you be interested if we did do a trivia event on B as being one of the contestants? Would that be something we would be, you'd be interested in doing? Sure. I don't know how well I do, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> great. Great. Thinking about cause, cause play. I mean, what cause uh i guess are you most interested in i mean there's um myanmar has had the, the horrible situation with the burmese people in myanmar um there's you know uh, all kinds of violence in darfur still uh so which cause do you like to play with most hmm that's a good question <laughs> pretty concerned about how many people uh want to eat the adorable little Ewoks. Oh, okay. That's a that, thing, that, right? That's like an issue. Ewok menus and stuff like that. Ewok <laughs> recipes. <laughs> I mean, they're wearing clothes. Like, you can't eat them. I think it's just vengeance because they were going to eat solo, right? Clothes and all. So, and that's I your know, favorite character. That's, so that's I, true. C3PO stepped in. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He got things done. So. Great. Well, uh, how can our fans find you? I mean, only the normal ones. We promise we won't send any uh, any uh, crazy, obsessed weirdos at you. Um, I mostly just use Twitter and Instagram. I'm at C3PWO, spelled W-H-O-A. Um, you can all, always email me at C3PWO at gmail.com, too. Um, I try and answer most everything. Okay. Unless it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, well, we, it's been just an absolute pleasure having you on, um, and we look forward to future collaborations with the site and with the podcast. So uh, thanks a lot for coming on, and we'll hopefully talk to you soon. So, Thank you so much for having me. Galactic Faking News. At ForceHarmony.com, we understand how challenging it is to meet new sentient beings, especially when a young scavenger is Force-linked to your brain. I've been trying my hardest to meet a girl. I went to my local cantina, got set up with one of my captains, and even tried updating my look with a gold robe. But nothing worked for me. Since I'm connected to Ray, via the Force. I tried dating boys in the Resistance, but every time I sat down to dinner with someone, all I saw was Kylo Ren. The nerve of him showing up to my date in nothing but waist-high pants. He could have at least put on a show or something. With ForceHarmony.com, we can sever that psychic link between you and your ex to hook you up with the sentient partner of your dreams. I used ForceHarmony.com and met a sexy droid. And no, that isn't a bad thing. Find anyone of any gender, profile, hair color, species, and if they're into pansexuality, you can find the right sentient being if they're on your planet or across the stars in the outer rim. I'm in a pansexuality.
baby. Sign up today for the Hollownet's premier force dating site, forceharmony.com. Not responsible if the person you meet eats you, disintegrates you, freezes you in carbonite, drops you down a trash compactor, feeds you to a sarlacc or rancor, uses you for a clone template of an army, or whines to you about how their master is holding them back. Not currently available on Mandalore, Dantooine, or Lothal. Well, Teeb, what did you think of uh, C-3P Woe? I know you haven't met her, but uh, quite the sexy voice, wouldn't you say? Definitely. Definitely a crowd pleaser. Don't tell Mrs. Duper, but she kind of melted a small piece of my heart. Very, very small. Quarter portion. A quarter portion, that's right. Um, it was a pleasure to have her on. I mean, it's nice to see uh, a lot of you know women uh, who are active in the Star Wars community. Uh, we don't want their voices to be overshadowed by people like us um, who are just sitting in our basements eating pizza, pressing keyboards. This is true. I mean, anytime I hear about a cosplayer that's doing Star Wars, it's always um, it's always good. A lot of them do anime and things that I just I have no idea who any of these people are with the giant swords and the weird hats and things. So I like I like Star Wars. Yeah, the C three PO is a good a good uh, example of you know a woman who um, isn't limited to just being a woman fan like she's a, just a fan of Star Wars, um, but she just has has a, a few you know creative attributes as well that have made her a fantastic addition to the podcast community, and um, she's doing some really cool things online. You should really check her out if you haven't. I have, and I, I will see. continue to. Well, not in that way. I hope. Let's keep it respectable. Of course, always. But in any case, um, you know, it is Valentine's Day this week, and uh, we are talking about beauty and, and the feminine form in Star Wars, which I think, you know, nobody would disagree with me if, if I said that uh, Star Wars has enshrined so many beautiful women for uh, eternity in our minds. Eternity. That is 100% accurate. Yes. So, uh, Faking Star Wars uh, had an article a while back about the top 10 sexiest female alien species in the Star Wars universe. Um, you know, we're talking number 10 was uh, Wookiees, number 9, Yoda's species, actually, Yaddle. Very, very hot, especially for an elderly member of her species. Um, and, you know, a few others like Gungans and, oh, the Kaminoans, if you're into that slender look. Uh, what kind of alien would you choose if you had to bed down with an alien species from the galaxy, Teeb? I do not mess around with clones. There's just way too many ethical issues with that, so the Kaminoans would be out, definitely. The Gungans, uh, they're fish people, so to keep things uh, PG-13, I'll just say no thank you. So now see, Gungans uh, being amphibious, would they have like a cloaca instead of like normal um, kind of humanoid genitalia? Uh, well, I mean, they might even be able to switch genders at will without having to tell everybody at the GameStop. That's true. Some amphibian species are capable of doing that. So do you remember seeing any female Gungans, though, in, in, this, uh, in the prequels? I do actually. Really? Because I thought they tended they they were all men. I mean, you had the whole soldier thing and and all that. I can't remember any female Gungans getting any lines in the prequels. It's kind of sexist. They definitely didn't get any lines, and I do think that that is a giant disservice to the female Gungan population. Definitely. 
What's the name of that kind of filmic test to see if a film is uh, exhibits gender equality where uh, a Gungan needs to not only talk to another female Gungan, but needs to talk to another female Gungan about something that's not a male Gungan, right? I think that the movies all fail that test. Yeah, they definitely do. I think it's like the Barclay test or something like that. I don't know. That sounds right. You've done your homework for once. Never. Well, um, my homework for you for this uh, bit was to ask you to think of your favorite sexiest character from each trilogy. And um, I'm going to ridicule you for your stupidity. Uh, Would you like to go first and tell us who you think is the sexiest character from the prequels? Well, first, this was homework that I relished with great zeal. And I just really wanted to say thank you very much for giving me this assignment. Um, This is something that I was actually able to accomplish um, several times. But it, it was difficult to come up with just one from each of the series. But my prequel trilogy choice is Dormi. Or Dorme? Dorm, dorm, uh, okay. dorm, uh. Is that one of Padme's entourage? It is. It was. Yes. I think she gets blown up. Oh, is she the one that actually dies? Wasn't she played by a famous actress? Yes, she was. As a matter of fact, she was played by a woman named after a flower. Oh, you're testing my memory. Yes. It's a very common flower for Valentine's Day, as a matter of fact. Is it Rose McGowan? It is not. It is a rose by another name. Um, Carnation Magrubi Goop. God, it's like you're in my mind. No, it's not that. <laughs> Would you like me to tell you the Please. answer? <laughs> rose Byrne. Oh, yes. Right, right. Very sexy woman. Very beautiful. She's um, been in tons of stuff recently, too. She's cool. Yeah, she's right she's fantastic. Um, I chose a character played by Leanna Walsman. Uh, from Attack of the Clones. Do you know who I'm talking about? Well, I actually picked mine from Attack of the Clones as well. Um, no, give me a, a hint. Uh, she's not a, a good character. She's on the side of evil. The side of evil in Attack of the Clones. That's right. And she dies early in the film. Oh, wow. No, I don't know. Who is it? Zam Wessel, the shape-shifting Claudite assassin. Oh, yes. He's so... Very forgettable. Well, she's so very changeable, and that's one of the things about her that I find so sexy is that, uh, you know, she's always a horse of a different color. No matter how uh, you're feeling, she's ready to satisfy. Yeah, but she could also look like your neighbor or your accountant, and you're, you know... That's true. Oh, she did also kind of look like a cross between a Gamorrean guard and a uh, pizza that had been run over by a Jawa uh, sandcrawler when she finally got hit with that poison dart by Jango Fett. Yeah, imagine being in a fight with her, like you're living with her, and she's mad at you, and she's giving you the cold shoulder, and she decides to look like, uh, what's his duck Drax, or Dax. She's like, oh yeah? You're trying to get with this? Well... Get with this, and then she looks like Dax for like the next three days. <laughs> Ooh, I hadn't considered that possibility. I just kind of liked her energy. So, forgive me for uh, looking at the uh, inner person. You just liked her accent. For um, the original trilogy, I have a different choice. Um, I okay. actually chose the lovely Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma, trying to get the feminist vote, are we? 
she has such an elegant look, you know, and uh, her curves are just absolutely insane. I think she was uh, in that bingo bit earlier. Isn't she like a thousand years old? Yeah, she's up there. I don't know. I knew. I do know that she's tall, and I do like tall women. So, tall, redheaded, powerful, strong women. I get it. I get it. Yes, inert sexually as well. You know that really turns me on. Just kind of androgynous, kind of just always standing. Um, I mean, like I, I imagine, I imagine intimacy with her to be, um, you know, on par with the feeling you get when you open up your refrigerator after three months on vacation and realized that you left Chipotle, um, uh, leftovers in the back of your fridge. That, that, that reminds me of, uh, the last time I was at the Sith spa. (laughs) Anyway. Um, so yeah, that's my uh, my choice for sexiest from the original trilogy. How about you? I picked somebody that was in the cantina scene that is not Hammerhead and that is not Greedo. Uh, it is actually, if you'd like to wager a guess, I mean, I, I, there's no way you're going to guess this. You know, I I am familiar with some of the uh, uh, clips that were cut from the cantina scene, and I know there was a character that Han Solo originally was supposed to make out with. I don't know her name, though. Well, I don't know if this was her, but now I'm intrigued. Uh, this character is called Lisa Serlin. Huh. Don't know yes. if I remember who she is. She has a, a kind of a, a giant forehead, almost a five head, and she has a, 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 a blue tuft down the center of her forehead and almost a bulbous head. What's her name again? Lee Sub Serlin, S I R L N. Oh yes, yeah, she almost looks like a cone head. Well, I would say a bulb head, but I guess if you want to be headist, then yeah, I guess kind of a cone head without the fangs. Now, where does she appear again? She's in the Chalman's Cantina, also known as Moss Eisley Cantina. Ah, uh, really? I don't recall seeing her. I'm gonna have to go back and uh, take a careful careful look if you know what i mean i i do and now who is this mystery alien that was going to make out with uh old leather pants himself well she she was humanoid i i know that um but i don't think your character has really been identified but basically before greedo encounters han uh in the cantina he's there smacking uh, on uh macking on a lady getting some game uh I think it's a good portrayal of Han, actually, as sort of a sleazebag. You lose that in the uh, original A New Hope. You don't really get a sense for Han as a womanizer until he meets Princess Leia. The because scoundrel. That scene was cut. Yeah. Scoundrel. Space scoundrel. Pirate. That's right. Yes. Maybe uh, Han made him. out with uh, Lee Subsurin and her massive uh, cranium. The things she could do with that head. Can you imagine if Han fell in love with Lisa instead of uh, Princess Leia? What would the galaxy have come to? Kylo Ren, instead of having a giant bare torso in uh, The Last Jedi, would have a giant naked uh, giant naked helmet. A baby head? <laughs> the size of an ostrich egg, you know? <laughs> like, in, like in Thunderdome, Mad Max Thunderdome. Yeah. Instead baby of the head. Knights of Ren, it would be like the Knights of Omelette. Like, nice. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, how about for the uh, sequel trilogy? Who is your pick for sexiest madame? I'm only talking about Kate L. Coconics. Hello. 
Hello. Swing. Give us a little more backstory on him. I'm not familiar with who you're talking about. Well, it's a woman, and uh, she is a lieutenant, and she is a member of the New Republic, the huh? Resistance, and she was born on Dalathia. Is this uh, is this Leia's daughter? Arms. Or this, not daughter? Has, you're breaking the fourth wall, man. <laughs> it is Carrie Fisher's daughter. Right, right. That's what I meant. Yeah, they're the, they're one and the same. Yes, pretty much. I mean, if you were if you were Princess Leia's daughter, you would be Princess Leia's daughter forever. Sure. What what do you find appealing about her? Just that she's got this kind of. You can tell that she's her her mother's daughter, but she also has. Uh, kind of masculine features that are just really strong and and commanding and when she walks into a room you immediately want to know what she's thinking and what she wants you to do you almost made me and barf in my mouth that. right then when you talked about her masculine features T. I I have many times admitted that I am a pansexual I see I see entity well, I am too, because my favorite uh, character from the sequel trilogy is none other than M.K. The initials M.K. Uh, Michael Knight? Maz Kanata. Uh, yeah, I get it, I guess. Maz I mean, some guys are breast model. men, some guys are legs men, some guys are butt men. I am a butthole for eyes man. <laughs> yeah she does have those really cool glasses i remember the first time i saw those i wanted them in real life i wanted like my glasses to just kind of connect to the center <laughs> and flip from the outside and just kind of walk around at work and be like what <laughs> i can't tell you how many times Zoom my wife people. has caught me uh you know with a with a uh, photos of maz Kanata pulled up on my web browser that i've had to quickly quickly minimize if well, you know what I mean. Shifty and she's small and she could be up in your, you know, your um vents right now, kind of watching you with Ooh, her giant right. eye thing. So there you have it. I mean, uh there's a lot of other options for sexuality in the Star Wars uh, galaxy, whether you're pansexual like Lando or ourselves or male or female, whatever suits you. Write in, uh give us a tweet. I'm at Duperstorm or Willie Bobo at Faking Star Wars and tell us which species or character you find the sexiest from the Star Wars films. You know, we didn't even get into the uh, standalone films and there's a whole world of of uh, characters there that we could also discuss. That's true. There's many, Let's save many. it for another episode because uh, this is just too much for me. I'm uh, I'm getting spicy enough as it is. And please, whatever you do, do not tweet me at T. Brontor. Absolutely not. Don't. And do not tweet photos of uh, Maz Kanata's eyeballs to you because that will not go over well, huh? Well, if you want to send me some Kadel Coconics, then I will make an exception for you to tweet Great. me. Faking Star Wars listener mail. Uh, well, Teeb, you know what that sound is. It's time for listener mail, your favorite part of the podcast. It is. I get to find out all the crazy, wonderful people that actually take the time out of their day to listen to us. Well, you know, since we lowered our fee from 10,000 galactic credits to nothing to get an appearance on the podcast with your uh, mail, we've received a lot more. Well, ever since they, you know, finally weighed that stupid Imperial Stamp Act, yeah, it's gotten a lot better. 
That's right. So uh, today we have a few uh, letters to get through. The first one comes to us from Luke, the filthy junk trader, who writes to us from Twitter, actually, at filthy junk trader. And filthy junk trader writes, you're a young Jedi Knight in the Jedi Order, circa the Clone Wars. Attachments are forbidden, but you're given one freebie night of pleasure with any other Jedi. Who would you pick and why? This is an interesting one. I mean, uh, the Jedi Order is not supposed to love anyone erotically, but uh, it's sort of like that movie The Purge, if you will. And if I were a Jedi holding out for all those years, it definitely would be a purge, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I always thought that was a stupid role for uh, for the Jedis to have to deal with because, you know, they're out there trying to save the world and, and keep balance and order and everything within the Republic, and they're not allowed to get a little? Oh, or I guess they're allowed to get a little as long as they don't actually have any serious attachments? It's right. Very, oh, it's, it's very confusing. So as long as they can have sex without having any emotional, um, you know, reverberations, then I think it's okay, right? Which almost sounds like everybody's, you know, kind of fantasy. So it's basically like, the Jedi uh, Order are set up to be womanizers. Right. Exactly. Good job, George. Good job, George. Well, uh, who would you choose? One freebie night of pleasure with a Jedi. Well, is Baru a Jedi? Baru Lars? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. She is not a Jedi? Well, who makes up this stupid rule anyway? I mean, anybody can be a Jedi. That that broom kid is a Jedi now, right? I, ben, tell him I'm ready. I can be a Jedi. Yeah, well, that little I, broom kid is Jedi, but please don't say him because otherwise we'll have uh, some serious problems. Well, I don't know all the Jedis. There's so many that get murdered. and uh, Like, is this before they get murdered or after they get murdered? Well, you're, if you choose if you choose a necrophiliac Jedi, uh, you know, it reminds me of that joke, two necrophiliacs lying in bed wishing the others dead. Oh, that's a good one. I like yeah. that. I would pick Ahsoka Khan. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Ooh, yes. are, you a, uh, are you a tentacle man? I do like the Leku. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of options available for romance that those things provide. So very yeah. cool. Very cool. And I do love the color red. I guess if I think about um, my sexual attractions and, and I take out any emotion as just a just a night of pleasure, um, I would have to go with uh, Anakin Skywalker. Oh, I, I, in this scenario, I assumed I was Anakin Skywalker. No, not necessarily. You're just reason. a young because Jedi he... Knight. So, ah, just a young Jedi Knight. Well, I, I don't change my answer then, but still. Okay. For me, so you would you would pick Anakin. I'm attracted to the monstrous and horrific and also infantile, and I feel like he embodied that sexual energy perfectly, especially in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, well, I mean, he had a lot of rage, you know? He, he had a lot of rage built right. up there, and he had to kill the women and the children and the pets and, the, you know, the bugs and everything else. And I would take it for a night. After that, no way. But if I just had to do it for a night, sure, why the heck not? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one night of just crazy Jedi passion. I mean, imagine the things that you could do with the Jedi Force powers. I mean, come on. Forget about it. Sadly, Jar Jar is not a Jedi, or he would have been my first choice. However, this brings us to our second letter, who comes to us from Sylvester Binks, who is uh, on Twitter at that one Gungan. 
So you can get All to right. him that way. I'm assuming this is a him. Sylvester Binks asks us, if you had to take Jar Jar Binks on a date, where would you take him? Time of day, location, activities? I would take him to Mustafar right when Darth Vader learns that his father is maybe Sheev. And I would just kind of have us sit there and eat crackers and watch him lose his mind. You could put little pieces of fruit into the lava and he could like dart his tongue out and suck them up for both of you like as they floated by before they burnt up completely. Yeah, I mean, he does have a really long tongue, so... But, I mean, they would be really... You, you know, you'd have to do it to where Darth Vader wouldn't see you because in his moment of rage, he's going to lash out at anybody he sees. Even if he sees two, you know, lovers on a picnic, he's not going to be like, oh, that's beautiful. They're over there eating crackers. And so, yeah, I mean, you'd want to make sure that you placed yourself in a position where, you know... You know, like, to me, people watching is the ultimate experience i love people watching and watching somebody have a breakdown is the ultimate people watching uh you know it's the zenith of people watching really the schadenfreude right of just watching anakin skywalker lose his identity completely yes i love schadenfreude that is the best date i mean really all right so you take jar jar there um for me i guess i would take jar jar into the confines of my own bedroom where i wrote the scripts for all the uh, star wars films and what would you do there oh show him your scripts well yes i would just ask for his opinion and try to find ways to incorporate him more into the narrative of the films well i mean he's already ruined the entire universe isn't that enough no no we have to go further I mean, why would you want to stop there? Well, okay. Imagine Jar Jar in our galaxy, in the Milky Way. Where would he be in our political structure right now? I imagine uh, Jar Jar working at McDonald's asking you, like, me see a humble servant. Would you like fries with that? But in the in the Republic, he's a senator. He He's going to declare supreme leader's powers to the, the – how does he go from there – to like McDonald's. So you're saying that immigrants, when they come over here, they have like very limited uh, uh, opportunities and they end up having to work at McDonald's when they have been a senator in their other galaxy. The list goes on and on of uh, famous, you know, doctors, physicians, philosophers, uh, aromatherapists who have had burgeoning careers in their in their home countries and coming to the States, they have to adopt the uh, way of the fast food chain. So I would, uh, I think Jar Jar is the same kind of person. I, I think he's a candidate for that. Well, he could definitely graduate from Hamburger University. I hear it's pretty easy. Now, I, now here's a question, though. I mean, would Ronald McDonald give Jar Jar some special treatment? Because to me, I think those two might have some sexual chemistry. Could you imagine their offspring? I'm sure it's been done already, but I don't go to those dark uh, corners of the internet. You may do that, T, but we don't want to have any uh, anything about that on the podcast. Well, I think you need to get back with their fakes. And remember, he did say he'd make an exception for exceptional content. Oh, that's right. So that may be actually our next video on uh, YouTube is uh, Jar Jar um, in a romantic liaison with Ronald McDonald. I just want to see their offspring. I don't want to see them on a date. I want to see their offspring. I think that would be the definition of horror. 
that could be the plot of episode nine. I mean, we have been getting intimations uh, that, you know, there's going to be some kind of evil great beyond. And I can't think of anything more evil than a uh, mega fast food corporation blended with the likes of the Gungans. Well, that was that one that I couldn't. Uh, that's what it was on that bingo card. They were trying to describe that. Now that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So look for it first. I mean, this does tie into a lot of promotions. I mean, McDonald's is going to, you know, just market the crap out of this when it comes time for episode nine. Yeah. Like when you flip over your little Monopoly uh, tab on your uh, Coke or your large French fry, um, not only are you going to get a picture, you're not only going to get a picture of your prize, but you're also going to get a picture of Jar Jar Binks in the buff. Wow. What do you win, though? That's the prize. A picture of Jar Jar Binks naked. That's the prize? Yeah. That just seems wrong to me. What about the children? Won't somebody think about the younglings? Well, okay, so see, that's another aspect of the promotion. Um, actually, uh, McDonald's is going to be releasing these force goggles that you you have to buy to put over your children. So instead of um, trying to uh, censor people, the the they've realized that the way to do it is actually to just put all these horrible messages out in the galaxy everywhere, so that the only way you can avoid seeing them is buying the products to blind yourself or to dampen your ears. It's a much larger, uh, you know, market share. And so that's the uh, wave of the future, actually. So it's kind of like they live. Right. So instead of having to buy a figure of Rose Tico, if you want it, you actually have to pay people not to bring a entire wheelbarrow of Rose Tico uh, Star Wars characters into your garage. That is next level evil. They're going to make billions of dollars with this new promotion man well uh teeb it's been a great time recording uh this podcast with you um i really hope you have a extremely happy valentine's day what are you going to get me for valentine's day uh i'm going to get you a box of rocks i'm going to get you a mystery box mystery box really that's right yeah. i mean jj actually has a side business selling boxes full of all kinds of different things that you can find online at jj's mystery extravaganza.com well what i really want is a shirt from our site fakingstarwars.net but uh, those are for box. sale and they are fantastic for valentine's day so if you go on teepublic.com slash uh uh, faking Star Wars. Yeah, you can uh, you can buy a T-shirt, and they are for sale. Uh, we have a million different designs up there, so definitely check it out. Um, tell the tell the listeners where they can find us. Well, you can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and this uh, thing called Instagram at at Faking Star Wars, and on Facebook at Real Faking Star Wars. That's Real Faking Star Wars. We really have enjoyed getting a lot of questions uh, sent to us on Twitter. Um, you can find us on the hashtag FSW Radio, and we'll read it next week. Um, and if you do buy a T-shirt, uh, again, that address is teepublic.com slash user slash faking Star Wars. Uh, we will also post a picture of you to our podcast wearing your T-shirts. Yes, we will. And you'll never look as good as I do, but that's not your fault. That's right. And if you'd like, you can always follow me on Twitter at DuperStorm. I only charge five cents per hour. Wow. That's, that's, I mean, you've lowered your rates. So I, maybe you want to tell me offline what's going on with that. It's but a Valentine's Day special. 
Oh, Valentine's Day. Okay. Well, you can always follow me for free at T Brontor. That's T E E B R O N T R. And you can follow, of course, Faking Star Wars Radio. That's F S W Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well. A lot of people uh, really are liking what they hear, and they're really behind this, uh, you know, tidal wave that we've created here uh, at Faking Star Wars of uh, quality comedy um, satire. And to, so, if you'd like to visit Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/FakingStarWars to become a patron. We have an army of supporters now, and uh, by supporting us fakers financially, we're able to create the content that you want and love, and you also get a very cool romantic reward. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Also, I didn't mention this last week, but we do also have a Discord server where uh, we just have an incredible amount of chatting going on between all these fakers. And if you'd like to join our Discord server for free, that's at bit.ly slash FSW, all in capital letters, Discord. That's bit.ly slash FSW caps Discord. You can also find it on our website, fakingstarwars.net. That Discord community has really started to grow like cancer, Teeb. Have you joined it yet? I have. I do pop on there from time to time, and I like to add little bits here and there. So, yeah, you can find me there as well. I duck in occasionally, too, and put in just the tip, just enough to keep things interesting. And it's a fantastic group of people who, uh, you know, are all about faking. And and, uh, if you have any questions for the community, please join them. There's definitely a lot of chatter right now with episode 9 leaks. That's for sure. So have you written us a review yet? Have you subscribed? If not, please consider giving us a 5-star review on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice. And if you write us a funny review, we just might read it on an upcoming episode. And Teeb, nobody has taken me up on my challenge of giving us a 1-star horrible review. Uh, If you do that, you will be the next guest on the podcast. And I am uh, entirely serious about that. 100%, 100%, definitely. I've never lied. As always, stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for the best in Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. Thanks to you and all of our followers and their pets for listening. And of course, on this Valentine's Day, from our deepest heart, may the foe be with you. See you next time. Bye, and keep your grubby hands off Lisa Serlin. She's mine.